Chris Jones is the head coach and general manager of your Edmonton Elks, and it's great to welcome him to 6.30 Ched Mornings today. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Hey, guys. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? Really bad road conditions. That's what's happening that's, around that's, here. That's, that's what I heard as, as we let in there. Uh, what? Uh, where are you at right now? Where are you doing all your work out of? Well, I, I actually was in Florida this past week. Uh, they had a couple of bowl games there. They had the Tropic Bowl and the Hula Bowl in, uh, in Orlando. Then I went over to uh, see a couple of players in, uh, in uh, the Tampa area. Flew back in yesterday, and it's snowing here in Tennessee. So uh, it's not as cold, but there is some daggum snow blowing around here. <laughs> Dadgum snow is not good no matter where you're at. Hey, <laughs> Are you? Uh, this is this is this seems like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you having fun right now? Because I get the feeling, and of everything I've heard, as you're talking about putting together the coaching staff and getting ready for the team for this year, that you are energized and that you're just having a blast. You know what, man? When when again, we've got such a good staff, uh, and I and I, I know I probably repeat myself over and over, but. You know, they're better people than they are coaches. So, I mean, and they're great coaches. So, uh, I mean, it's a bunch of really good guys that, you know, if you had to pick up trash in the parking lot, that's what they do. If they have to wash uniforms, that's what they do. And that whole group is just, uh, you know, just a really good group of people. And, you know, because when you, when you take over a situation to where, you know, uh, you're kind of rebuilding, it's not it's not always rosy. You know, there are some things that are, unpleasant to have to do and this group just i mean they're they're willing to do whatever they need to do i just call them give them direction and and they're off and running so i mean it's uh you know it's fun when you're around people like that that everybody's pulling in the same direction you know did you get calls or did or did, or did you have to call people when you were coming up with your coaching staff because i get the feeling you have a pretty good relationship with all of these guys well it's one of those deals where you know the, the league has kind of set it up to where, you know, you can't be talking to so-and-so, you can't be doing this, or it's tampering, that type of thing. But, I mean, we're we're close personal friends, you know. So, uh, certainly after ever, after the news broke that, uh, that they were going to go a different direction, everybody started kind of speculating that this could be a, a real possibility. And when that happened, you know, that's when people, hey, you know, don't forget me, don't forget me, hey, you know, let's, let's get them back together, that type of thing. And so, Essentially, that's what uh, that's what we've done. Uh, Morley Scott, who does uh, play-by-play for the Edmonton Elks and has for a number of years, uh, handles sports here in the mornings on 6.30 Ched Morning, and he's on the line now and wants to jump in on some of this conversation as well, Chris. Hey, good morning, what's Chris. Happening? Uh, hey, what's just, going on? I just want to talk to you about that staff you talked about. I mean, you guys, you, you mentioned how, how close you are and how you are all good friends. How much fun is it to go to work with a group like that every day? Because you guys just seem to have such a system down, and, and the job just seems to go so smoothly for you as a coaching staff. Yeah, you know what? I mean, we've been, like I say, so many of us have known each other so long. You know, it's, uh, you know, we could come up and practice today, you know, and without meeting. We could just say, hey, day one tomorrow, you know, and we'd be, and we'd be able to get through practice, you know. So I mean, uh, you know, and and there's times where I'm not I'm not the friendliest guy to be around, you know. And and they don't get their feelings hurt. They know it's part of the business. They know that that I love them, that type of thing. But you know, it's uh, it's about us getting a job done. They know that uh, that there is no option other than winning winning football games. 
you, you talk about not being the friendliest guy to be around sometimes. Uh, what's your demeanor like now compared to where you were back in 2014 when you first became a head coach? Uh, how much has well, you know, Jones, the coach, changed? Well, I'm older, so it's, it's harder for me to get, you know, as upset all the time. You know, maybe it's what I did, you know, 10 years ago or whatever it was. But, I mean, you know, I still am very, uh, you know, I hate losing, you know. When, uh, when you lose and you feel like you want to go throw up, I mean, it's still there, you know. And uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm still the same person. Uh, I'm very competitive. I want to be competitive every single day. I want to, I want to, you know, it's pro football. This is not uh, college football. This is not, you know, high school. This is, this is pro football. So when you take the football field every day at practice, I mean, this stuff's got to be on point. And, uh, and, and I give, you know, I give my coaches a lot of room to do what they need to do, but when when things have to be reset or whatever, I don't mind doing them. You know, so it's a. Uh, but man, like I say, like I'm having a blast doing this. Uh, Daryl, back with you here, Chris. Yeah, you, you're a football guy. You love football. You love coaching. But you have two jobs now, both as the head coach and the general manager. And a big part of being the GM is also trying to to, to drive that interest in, in the team itself and, and sort of sort of mend some fences with a fan base which was pretty disillusioned after last year. So that has to be a, a, a different way of looking at it for you as well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, I think a lot of it has to do with. You know, Don Matthews used to tell me, hey, if you want people in the stands, just win, you know. And, and that is true, but in today's world, in today's society with cell phones and computers and stuff like that, there's even a, a, another element to it where, you know, they have to feel a connection, you know, to the community. And, and I think that's, uh, that's responsibility to, to myself, our coaching staff, uh, our administration, and then it even falls down to the players. I mean, we've got to get back and show them that we're working and that we, we love being there and that, that uh, we want to win a championship. So that's kind of what our goal is over the next few months. Chris, the Elks went 3-11 and last year. There was some circumstances around that with COVID and all that stuff, but it was not a very good season. How big of a job do you have and your staff have in front of you to make this team better for next year? Well, I mean, it's a big job regardless. I mean, you know, even when you go win a Grey Cup the following year, you have to follow that up, and that's a big job because you have to, and, and the thing is, you have to do the same things that you have to do when you are when you don't win many football games. You have to look at the people on your roster that you want to, that you want to keep that are free agents. You have to get them signed. Then you have to go out there and look at, you know, is there, is there anybody that we have that can, that somebody else might covet, and we might be able to get a few pieces that help us in more than one uh, place and then after that you got to look at free agency and then after that you got to look at the draft so uh, you know and then you have to know every single kid on the street that that can play uh, you know you better you better have an idea who those guys are uh, I guess free agency is the next big item on your on your agenda uh, so far three weeks into this has it gone pretty smoothly for you have have things fallen into place the way you'd hoped yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, again, we you know we made the trade for Big Tony the other day and Martise, you know, which addresses a couple of issues for us, you know, left tackle and and uh, and a guy that has returned in the CFL, which I think is vital. Uh, and in today's game, you know, the the kicking game is is becoming more and more and more important. Even though it's been extremely important in the first hundred years, it's becoming even greater a greater part. 
Uh, you don't have to look very far. You look at, at Toronto. I mean, Boris Beatty was, was uh, you know, in my – he was as, as good a player as, as anybody, you know. So, uh, but uh, but anyway, it's, it's one of those deals where uh, there's so many, you know, different things that you have to do uh, in the league that, that, that you have to look at. Uh, you know, and, and we just have a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts right now, I guess you could say. So it's, uh, but we've got an awful good team, you know. I mean, uh, we've got a lot of good pieces in place that uh, that are here, and we're just, you know, we're just looking forward to, to to doing some good things here, you know, here in Edmonton. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, because when we were going into last season on paper, there were a lot of people thought that the Elks would do a lot better than what they actually did. So you do have building blocks. It's not like throw the whole team out into the into the garbage. You've got a lot of building blocks to start off with. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we've got uh, some really good players and, you know, got some you know, offensive lines. It's, just, it's pretty much just deciding where to put these guys and that type thing and, you know, uh, you know, and, and you gotta, we're going to look really hard and, uh, you know, uh, try to keep the, the core group of guys that have been there, try to do as good a job as we can to keep them together so that there is some continuity because I think that's, you know, important not only in the locker room but also in the community. And, uh, you know, and that's what we're trying to look at every aspect of, of the football team, not just not just who's the biggest, the tallest, and the fastest, but not, not who the best players are, but make sure that they're the right players for our football team. Absolutely got to build a team first, I know. I, Chris, I want to ask you, did you did you get a chance and, and do you watch NFL games? It was a big weekend for the playoffs. Uh, and as a, a football coach, you're obviously a football fan. Can you watch games as a fan or do you have trouble and you're always talk, looking at schemes and looking at everything else and trying to figure stuff out from a coach's perspective? Well, I, I'd like to be able to lay down and watch the game. But then last night, I've got people texting me every time Kansas City would run some kind of unique little play. I had text after text from the coaches coming, hey, did you see that play on the slide? And, you know, so it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's fun to watch these games. I mean, uh, you know, everybody has kind of their unique style, and, and uh, some of them mimic a lot of the things that we've done in the CFL. I think over the last few years, you look at all the athletic quarterbacks that the NFL game uh, is a little bit more uh, CFL-ish, if that's a word, uh, kind of than what it's been in the past. You know, you got some guys that can move around the pocket and guys that can zone read and get out on the perimeter and give them a run pass option. Yeah, the work never ends, does it? Hey, Coach, when yeah. uh, when do you think you'll be in Edmonton? Does it uh, does it coincide with motorcycle season? Yeah, yeah. You know what, man? I hadn't even started my bike. It's been so cold down here, and and like I say, I've been so doggone busy trying to get everything. You know, we've got you know pretty much staff finalized, and and uh, you know figuring out. Uh, you know, we were just down south with uh, with G Roy and, and Sammy Gahagan and. Uh, we're trying to put everything together as far as what we're planning on doing in free agency and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, it's uh, it's been a busy time. So, it's probably going to be mid-February before I'm up there, guys. All right. Well, once we get into motorcycle season, if you want to go for a rip, I'll show you the best roads around the uh, around the area when you get a break. There we go. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. Chris Jones, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, good luck. And uh, as you continue to put the pieces together, looking forward to seeing you here and uh, getting an elk season underway. Absolutely. See you guys soon. See you, Chris. Thank you.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.